Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it's Charles here. Before we start, I just wanted to let you know that we actually recorded the preview show this week, the day before Joey Barton was sacked as Bristol Rovers manager. So there's an awful lot of chat between myself and my guest about what it's like having Joey Barton in charge of your football club. Obviously, that's now a little bit redundant, but I hope you enjoy the episode anyway. There's still a lot of good stuff in there. So I hope you enjoy. And isn't it good that Joey Barton's gone? Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Charles Commons and I'm here to look ahead to the Cobblers trip to Bristol Rovers this weekend. And joining me to do that is Rovers fan and host of the Talking Gas podcast, it's Charlie Hayne. Hi, Charlie. How are you doing, mate? You all right? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. Oh, you're very welcome, mate. It's lovely to to have somebody on that can come and talk to us about this weekend's game. It's, uh, I'm sure it's going to have a little bit of spice attached to it, considering uh, recent history, um, which we will get to uh, in a bit. But first of all, for those of us that are you know, new to new to you, first time on our podcast. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, how did you become a gas fan? Is it is it a family thing or what? No, to be fair, it was it was actually my friend uh, in primary school back when I was eleven at the time. Because mm-hmm. um, back then, a lot of a lot of my friends in primary school weren't really supporting local clubs. It was, you know, you Man United, Chelsea's, etc. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he basically asked me if I wanted to come to the game. Um and it was actually our JPT final against Doncaster in two thousand and seven at the uh, Millennium Stadium. Wow. So yeah, ever since then I've been hooked. So yeah, always go to all the away games, home games, you know, I had a season ticket since since two thousand and seven. So yeah, Rovers is just life. <laughs> Brilliant. Did you win that JPT game? I can't remember. No, we lost 3-2. And yet still hooked 
That's the thing, yeah, isn't it? Still hurts. Uh, and incredible. and the same season we also got promoted out of League Two as well yeah. against Shrewsbury. So and I think it's one of the furthest we've got on the FA Cup as well. I think we got to the quarters. Wow. Uh that season, which was crazy. So yeah, what a season to get into it. Absolutely. I mean, no wonder you got into it in in that season yeah. then with all of that that success. Um brilliant. Um Talking Gas podcast. Um, how long has that been going on for? To be fair, I've actually it's only been going about a month. I actually had a name change. It was One Rovers Vlogs. Okay. Uh, I started that back in 2019. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I've been going since then. And, yeah, had a lot of, you know, support and help. And, yeah, just to be fair, I would have probably started it when I was younger. Um, but I had a pretty bad stutter as a as a kid so it sort of took me quite a few years to get over that so but yeah ever since then you know started it when I was what 21 um so yeah been going going really well and yeah just thought of a name change currently on YouTube um but it should be up on podcast platforms very soon brilliant lovely to hear okay well let's get into it then um quite a young young chap compared to me at least um so when I ask you about um, whether you've got any favourite games against the Cobblers, um, you haven't got the what I would consider the obvious ones to pick from, which are sort of back in '98. Um, yeah. So, uh, have you got any memorable actual games between the two sides? I'd probably say I can't remember. I think it was the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. Or 2018, I can't even remember. There's been quite a lot of you know recent games against us, and the especially the last sort of 10, 10, 15 years. But I think it was 2016, 17 season when we beat you six nil. Uh, when you had the current Wells manager, um, Rob Page in charge, and yeah, that was I'm pretty sure that was in just before the season we got promoted to League One. So yeah, that's probably the one that stands out. Also, the 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 other battering we give you at home. I think it was the same season. I think it was something like six one or six nil again at home. So yeah, they're 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 the games I'd probably say stand out. Yeah, I I, I don't blame you for picking those ones at all. To be fair, uh, ones that we'd probably rather forget. I think, yeah, uh, which is which is fair enough, and all we need to really say. Uh, well, let, let's get let's go from one uh, set of forgettable games um, for the Cobblers to uh, another one that was at the end of uh, the what was it the twenty twenty one twenty two season? Yeah. Um, yeah, last game of the last game of the season, we were away at Barrow. You were at home to Scunthorpe. Um, we go into the day, obviously, we were third, you were fourth. There needed to be a five-goal swing in yep. order for uh, you know you to overtake us and go up. And, and as we all know, that is exactly what happened. Um, let's get your, your side of the story, Charlie, on this, because obviously there's a uh, – this is where the spice comes from. Um, there's been a bit of social media – I mean, I'd, I'd call it banter, but some of it is a bit OTT at times, I think. But there's been a little bit of niggle uh, or needle on the old social media since then. So talk talk us through that day from your point of view, because obviously you were the ones that came out on top. And uh, I think there's a, 
a photo of one of your players up a lamppost that has yeah, stuck Aaron in Collins. my mind. Yeah, and Anderton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just unbelievable, really. It's, Rovers always seem to do it in that fashion when we get promoted. It, the same happened in the League Two season when we beat Dagenham on the final day, scored late on after being one 0 down, and it was just crazy. I was I was actually confident that it would happen. Um, I done a I done a you know predictions, and I actually predicted us to win seven 0 I was confident because obviously a lot of the the anger from the Northampton fans. And probably a lot of football fans in general is when obviously they seen the Scunthorpe team because mm-hmm. obviously they'd already been confirmed relegated. I think about a month before the end of the season, maybe even longer than that, because they were so poor. And they had a about a month to go of the season ending. They started playing all their youngsters, and obviously when everyone everyone seen the team after, they must have been thinking, "God, they obviously." I've heard Northampton fans and other fans say, "Oh, they paid them and stuff like that." But it, I mean, it sort of is what it is. You know, they were they were already down, so and they were doing it a month before. But it was just um, honestly a crazy day. Obviously, we got uh, Josh Key to thank the the Barrow player that scored as well. Um, Rovers fans were even sending him like PayPal to him you know, thanking him and stuff like that. It was, it was just crazy. Um, you know, uh, you know, three nil and four nil, we thought, yeah, we could do this. And then, yeah, it just kept going on. And then last few minutes, the, one of the best signings we've ever made and the best loan signings that ever made and sort of transformed our season. Elliot Anderson from Newcastle, who's now, you know, playing week in, week out, scored the seventh goal. And it was, it was, yeah, it was just crazy, you know, just mental. There ain't really many words to describe it. You know, for <laughs> us, it was amazing. Obviously, Northampton fans, it was heartbreak. Um, of course, you know, if I was a, if it was the other way around, I'd be absolutely livid and I'd be going, at, you know, going mad on Twitter like, you know, everyone was. Um, but yeah, it was just unbelievable. You know, the that second half of the season, you know, we were, I think we only lost twice from January onwards and then that run, Obviously, we we beat you twice as well during, um, yeah, that season, and yeah, just unbelievable. It's one of those. I mean, I, I I tend to be the voice of reason these days about that day because yes, it was it was gutting. Like, I mean, I was on the terrace at Barrow, and I'm trying to think. It must have been when your fifth went in. I just sat down. I went. I can see what's happening here. This is only going one way. Um. And then, of course, the sixth went in and then the seventh went in and it was just like, yeah, okay, we're done. And it it hurt more from my point of view being there at our game because we couldn't do anything about it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah. it was a game between the two of us because I think, I think actually if it had been, you know, gas versus cobblers on the last day of the season, winner goes up, then... You can almost accept that a little bit more. That's like a playoff final yeah. in itself. Yeah. And therefore you can maybe accept, maybe it's easier to accept that you 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 lost the game and therefore you don't achieve promotion. Whereas we won our game. We did our job. Yeah. You, do you yeah. know what I mean? And it, and nobody really goes into that game from a Northampton perspective expecting Bristol Rovers to go and score uh, you know and, and score five more than we do. It, it's mm-hmm. just, especially at the point when you're 3-1 up or 3-0 yeah. up, in fact, you know, Josh K scores, I think it was just before half time. 
Um, And you're thinking to yourself, well, you know, that's still a long way for, for you guys to go. So yeah, it was absolutely, absolutely devastating in the fact that we had no say in it whatsoever. And Mm -hmm. as, as you mentioned, you know, I think there were people that looked for reasons outside of, you know, just essentially you won by more goals than we did as, as yep. being the, the the answer to it. I mean, you're right in saying that we were all a bit miffed and, and a bit annoyed by Scunthorpe's uh, team selection. But as you say, they had been playing similar. I mean, they, they'd been gearing up, hadn't they? They hadn't been playing that exact team for No, not the exact team, though. No. But they'd been building up and every single game that had gone past, they were putting an extra one or two youth teamers in. So it, by the end of that season, that last game, they did have six, I think, um, yeah. including their goalkeeper. Um, I mean, it, it, it's what it is, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go into that. Scunthorpe have uh, had an awful time of it since then. Um, yeah. So what's done in that respect is done. Um, but you go up. And that's the important thing here is that you go up, you go into League One, you've had a decent season. Like you say, you beat us twice. That's the other thing is that if we'd beaten you or got a point, then actually it might have been different. So there's yeah. those. But you go up, you're in League One. So so how was your first season back in League One last year? Was it a, a decent one? Yeah, it was It was good in the end. Um Started off slow, like we always do. You look at us this season, again, we're usually slow starters, just like the, the League 2 season. Um, but then we went on a really good run till about October to early January, and we got up to 7th in the league. And then a few players, I think Bobby Thomas, who we had on loan, then got recalled, went to Barnsley, lot, had a few key injuries, Rossiter being injured. The January window was was really underwhelming for us and then after that it was just you know sort of thinking you know from the players you know we're safe now and then after that we just went on a really poor run you know because we were safe and it ended on a bit of a whimper really because we I think we went something like one win in the last nine something crazy you know and it was really underwhelming fans still going to games but we were sort of gearing up to next season playing a different way and Sort of like that, but overall, it's really good, but underwhelming considering we were just outside the playoffs in January. Did you? What were your expectations going into that first season? Was it stay up, or were you looking at mid-table, or or maybe even top half? Um, so this is before a ball has been kicked in in the preseason. What what were you hoping to achieve? For me, I'm pretty sure it was sort of around sort of t- mid-table, but trying to get into the top half. Okay. Yeah, but it was just, yeah, it was just really disappointing end end to it, really. Um, considering where we'd been, we've had mm. some great games, great performances, but then, yeah, it was just frustrating because it, it was it was almost like you know we're safe now, and from sort of January onwards, it was you know there was some drubbings in there, um, Morecambe away losing five one, and some other mental ones in there, <laughs> but. Disappointing end to it, but um, you know we were safe, and yeah, we obviously go again into this season. Do you th- do you think maybe the club had that same ambition 
for you know pushing towards the playoffs or do you think maybe their original expectation was right let's just make sure we stay in this league make sure it's as comfortable as possible and and therefore when the results did start to sort of you know you you, you became mathematically safe and therefore maybe actually from within the club everyone was like job done we're okay now let's build towards next season and while i am i'm 100% certain that Joey Barton and his staff obviously wanted to keep up keep winning games nobody goes out to lose or or, or not to win but yeah maybe there was a a difference between the club's ambitions for the first season back in league 1 and the fans expectation because i I see that a little bit with the cobblers at the start of the season or, you know, before the season was uh, started, I was looking at it and I was going, really, the only aim for us this season is to stay in league one. That That's it. I, I think I was sort of looking at it and going, I think we'll do that. I won't say comfortably, but we'll do it. We'll, we'll finish somewhere between 16th and 20th. And I think that's yeah. fine. But then the season starts, we've started with a new style of play and we're looking better than, than we were when we were playing in League Two. And expectations then go up a little bit. Not, you know, no one's talking about winning the league or anything stupid yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. But they go up a little bit, one notch on the on the ladder. And then you have the setbacks and, you know, we don't win games and, and, and you're looking at it and, and then people become a little bit and I think they are at the moment, cobblers-wise, are sort of looking at it and going, well, you know, we've not won in, I think, four, and this isn't now, or three or four. And the, the the pessimism sort of kicks in for it. But inside the club, we're 19th. We're still, I think it's four points, five points away from Fleetwood and Wigan, who are the, the team's the sort of top end of the relegation zone. Um yep. So the club are probably looking at it and going, well, we're doing the job that we set out to do. So I, 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 it's always interesting for me looking at other fan bases, other clubs, and seeing whether it's it's similar. And the fact that you were saying that actually mid-table to you know push for the playoffs was like the pre-season aim for you, A, that sort of makes me go, well, is that because of the way that your club's set up? You've obviously got an owner with a bit of cash. You've got a known name as your manager and you've had some really good players over the last couple of seasons as well. So is that just a a knock-on effect, do you think, from all of those things that I've just mentioned to therefore just build up an expectation? But potentially for the club, it, it was slightly less expectation. So therefore, that's the reason why Joey Barton was never in danger of losing his job when you were going through that tricky spell at the end of the season. Yeah, I think this, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, the signings were really good and also the high of last, you know, the season before, having gone on the run, I think we only lost two games the way we ended, but then obviously everyone, every, the expectation does go higher. Like for me, I'm always probably one of the most, I'd say positive and most highest expectation you know for me personally um but yeah I I sort of agree I sort of if going on to sort of bringing it back to this season I've a lot of talk from Barton in January were like you know we're gonna I don't want to go too mad and spend too much money and then for us not to get in the playoffs sort of thing Mm -hmm. um and keep that you know consistency and fight to the end 
Whereas this year, he's been backed massively mm. um, in the summer, and then the high ex- the high expectation goes up even more. Um, but yeah, I just think yeah, signings, you know, and and just the energy off that League Two season. I think a lot of people were expecting it to be, um, yeah, you know, a bit more better because, like I said, in the end, it was frustrating and it just yeah. underwhelming in the end. Um, we've mentioned him, so let's carry on talking about him. Joe Barton, he's obviously had a number of controversies, let's call them, um, and they're also mounting up uh, in the time that he's been your boss and and previously um, as well. From from your point of view as a fan, um, what's it like having him as your manager? Obviously, he's, he's a target, isn't he, um, for refs, for, for one, and also also fans, also fans, because I I still know a lot of Rovers fans that don't go because of Barton. Um, and then when it comes to like now, currently we've gone three games without a win, and even though you know a couple of wins and you could be in the playoffs because I think is we're only seven points off, and then you're only two points be- behind us. So it's it's you could win a few and be there, but currently because of the squad and the budget and the players we signed in the summer. Um, a lot of people are angry. For me personally, um, I think it's still early. But um, if I'm looking at the run we've got now, you know, with because um, we have had a tough start. You know, we've played Pompey, Charlton, Cambridge when they were on their good form. Um, you know, we've had some really good sides to play against. Even Stevenage, obviously, they they're doing well as as well. But. Yeah, it's just it's just the run of games hasn't been good, you know, the last three. Um and yeah, it's 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 almost because he's Barton, a lot more people were angrier. And obviously, you know, some of the comments he makes. Um obviously there was one Peterborough away a few weeks ago. I don't know if you've seen it, it went it went everywhere about Luke Thomas. He because yeah. he called him out in the League Two season, uh, I think it was at Saltford, and then he called him out after Peterborough because he had gotten injured at half time, but he hadn't told Barton that he was injured mm. and he comes back out, goes down injured. Then they go and score, even though it's, it wasn't directly his fault, but you know, Barton, I sort of like a manager that says it, how it is. Right. Even though it might frustrate some people, because we've had managers, even in the COVID season, when we got relegated like Tisdale and Ben Garner, and they, they were just saying stuff to sort of make, fans happy but in a way I do like that stuff from from Barton but for me you know it's still early days for me yet but a lot of the fan base um you know I spoke to friends you know people that watch the channel you know looking at their comments a lot of people were angry but like I said you can win a few games and you could be happy as Larry and everyone's like oh come on we're getting promoted or you don't win in three games and everyone goes ballistic do you do you see why because um you know, obviously he's got history and he's, yeah, it's it's not pleasant reading um, the stuff that has um, happened in his past. Um, it's interesting because, I, you know, I was aware that there are people that are not going to games. Basically, while he's in charge, they're refusing. Um, Obviously, that's not putting as much of a pressure as those fans would like it to on on the football club because 
a there's probably not enough of them boycotting um and they're just therefore being ignored by the chairman and the owner but do do you see why and do you think that it's uh it's something that can carry on because obviously you you've alluded to the fact there that essentially you go on a poor run of games and the negative voices get louder because there's now footballing reasons behind, you know, their annoyance as well as um, moral reasons, let's call them, for his character uh, and the things that he's been accused of doing in the past. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that, do you think that's healthy for the football club? Because from an outside perspective, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only fan of another club in the division or in, in English football that looks at it and does sort of go, well, hang on a minute. You've got fans boycotting simply because of who your manager is. And while you're, while he's being, I mean, I say being successful, but I, I kind of see you being where you're, where you should be in terms of mm. the pyramid. So yeah. is he really being successful or is he just done what most Bristol Rovers managers tend to do for in League Two, which is get you promoted. So, mm. uh, therefore, I don't know. I, I I look at it and I just sort of think it can't be healthy and it can't. Is it as divisive as I'm making it out to be, or is it yeah. a much smaller, quieter portion? No, it is. It is. It is massive because even even the that League Two season where we were on amazing form, even people then, you know, it it was, and you know, you've seen it straight away. But I think a lot of the anger as well, which you know, some people want him sacked like now, um, is also the fact that because of the poor run I told you about last season, because we were safe and stuff like that. Obviously, it adds up, and our you know our record in twenty twenty three is. Is I think we've only won ten games uh, in twenty twenty three, which is obviously terrible. Um, and also, I think you know, his, a lot of people are getting because of his you know League One record with us. Um, I think his win it his win percentage is like twenty five or twenty seven percent. So it hasn't been good, and we haven't. Yeah, it's just, but it, it is as divisive as as as. You know, a lot of fans, including yourself, like you just said, are making out to be even, you know, when I've had opposition fans on this season, they're sort of saying the same thing, you know, why? And and you look at also the, there's another one, the Giovanni Brown signing that we made in the summer, mm-hmm. you know, a quality player, but because of, you know, the stuff, what happened, you know, again, it was absolute craziness on, as you can imagine, on social media, you know, and yeah, it's sort of yeah, it's just crazy. It is it is crazy, you know, to to be you know a Rovers fan, and yeah, you see it all the time, you know, on social media and uh, games fans saying about it. So yeah, it's not as definitely nowhere near as as um, togetherness as as it should be at a, a football club. Charlie, thanks for that. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back in a minute. Hey. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to It's All Cobblers to Me. I'm still here with Charlie Hayne, our Bristol Rovers fan. Um, do go and check out his podcast, the Talking Gas podcast, uh, if you've got a chance. Um, Charlie, let's talk about this season in a little bit more detail then you mentioned it before but you've had a decent enough start I think um five points from Pompey Barnsley and Charlton um and it then started to get a bit inconsistent is that word inconsistent is that the story of your season so far yep yep that that's literally it's not yeah it's not Bristol Rovers it's inconsistent because that's yeah that's what it is um you know it's been I think even a three wins in a row we haven't done since the League Two season. Um, and yeah, you look at this season, you know, if you look back at the, like you said, Pompey away opening day, um, got a good point. Then Barnsley, we should have battered them, but didn't. We drew, beat Charlton. But then, yeah, you, you know, you go to, you know, Cambridge and you look at the Burton game. And it's just, yeah, we we could play amazing one week. You know, we did it um, Wigan at home a few weeks ago, beat them 4-1, played quality, quality football, fast attacking football, scored goals. And then we'd go to Peterborough and have loads of chances, miss them and lose. So it's with, with Rovers, we either have loads of chances and, you know, win, but, you know, we don't finish a lot of them or we have hardly any chances like we like we did yesterday against Stevenage. So, yeah, it's been very inconsistent as, you know, you look at the, you know, the table, you know, and it tells you why we're in that position because, you know, in this league, in any league, you have to be consistent and we haven't, yeah, managed to back up a win with another win in the league. It's always been a win then a draw or a loss and a draw. So it's been very frustrating. It's interesting because obviously, you know, Bristol Rovers, I think similar club to us in terms of, um, maybe we do it a bit more than you guys, but a bit yo-yo-y between League One and League Two. Um, But you tend to be able to stay in League One for that a little bit longer, I think, uh, historically with uh, to, to what we do. And you're right in terms of what happens when you get into this league. It is different. It is hard, noticeably harder to get that consistency in terms of your results. Performances might be there, but you've got much better technically skilled players in this division 
especially in the clubs at you know the very top end of the table or where you you should think that they would be those particular clubs um and so yeah trying to string more than a couple of win- wins together on a row is is more difficult but at the same time i think you've shown bristol rovers have shown that it is possible to come up from league 2 to then you mentioned it before about changing playing style um, to match the higher level and to then go toe to toe with these bigger clubs and, 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 you know, these, you know, historical or traditional top end league one potential championship teams like the likes of Pompey and Bolton, etc. cetera. Um, so I, I find it quite, well, I say I find it amusing. I don't mean it like that. I just think that you look at Stevenage and what they're achieving this year is absolutely incredible. And I don't think there's a single football fan outside of Stevenage that is looking at that and going, yay for them, because they're not a traditionally well-liked team. Um, mm. And they certainly don't have a well-liked manager either. Um, yeah. So therefore, seeing him so high up and doing so well with that team is a little bit annoying, but you played them on Tuesday night at the Memorial. Um, one all draw. Um, Chris Martin got the equaliser for you in controversial fashion. Um, it does seem as though there was a massive offside in the build-up and a handball before then Chris Martin has put the ball in the net. Um, Steve Evans, I don't know whether you've seen it, went on a massive rant after the game. Yeah all about the officials. Every question that he was asked, I felt a bit sorry for the guy that was asking the questions because even when he was trying to get him to talk about football, he wanted to put it back to the referees and talking about how they wanted to go and see Joey Barton and didn't want to speak to him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, how was that game? Because Stephen Edger are a little bit maybe more agricultural in their style to you guys. Was that maybe the issue that they were just stronger, more physical, maybe more robust than, than you guys were. What, how did you make, see the game and, and was Steve Evans right to have a whinge and a moan at the end of it? Uh, first, I, to be fair, I agree with what Steve Evans said. Um, I don't tend to agree him. Like you said, he's a very, if he's your manager, then you're loving him. But mm. if he's an opposition fan, then you, you know, you, you can't stand him. But I, I agree with what he said. Um, first half, we were terrible. Um, for some reason, since we've, since, you know, the loss at Oxford, even though we played well, but we lost. Um, and then the Burton game is completely wiped our confidence. we, I spoke previously about our style. We usually like to play it round a lot on the floor, move it quick. But for some reason, against Stevenage, you're a team that like to play that way. You know, they like it in the air. They like the jewels. They like, you know, getting challenges in. It it didn't work. And we were hoofing it up to Chris Martin, basically, all first half. Didn't work. Should have been 3-0 down, obviously 1-0 down at half time. Second half, we come out. A lot better. A few subs come on. Vell came on. Um, he was brilliant. But, you know, some people might say we, you know, we deserved a point. I think we were lucky to get a point. Um, but it's about time we've got some luck with officiating because on Saturday against Burton, 
when we were 2-1 down, um, we equalised. A perfectly good goal. Our player gets fouled in the box and there, setting it back, goes down holding his head for some weird reason and the ref disallows the goal. So it's about time we had a bit of luck with that because obviously, like you said, you know, Marquis come back from an offside position, you know, I don't think is you know, he can't really do much with the handball. He's sort of running, trying to control it, it hits him. But then, yeah, Martin pulls a, an absolute quality chip out of the bag to rescue, rescue a point. So, yeah, I also agree with Evans. You know, the officials are are an absolute joke, um, any level, you know. And, yeah, he's, for once, I, I probably agree with Steve Evans. Um, but like I said, it's about time we got a bit of luck and got a result when we've played poor. Because usually mm-hmm. when we play poor, we lose. Some teams can play poor and get a result, get a win. But with us, it rarely, I rarely see that. Even in, what, the 16 years I've been going mm-hmm. to watch Rovers, if we play poor, we lose. So That's it's about it. time we got some luck. And we stopped the losing rot. A quick word on Chris Martin, because he was probably a signing that raised the eyebrows um, around the rest of the league, going to Bristol Rovers. Um How's he been for you? Because obviously he is in the twilight now of his career, but he's had a fantastic career playing for, uh, you know, in the well, in the championship for the likes of Derby, etc. Um, he's on a deal until the end of January. Is that right? Would Would you yeah. like to see him, or do you think he'll get an extension to that? I think it depends. I mean, to be fair, he's he struggled with. He hasn't really had a lot of service since he's been playing. To be honest, I can't remember a loads him having many chances really he's great at hold at play um you know he's always been a great hold up player throughout his career um but um yeah he, he's been okay he, he can do it's it's sort of hard because he signed for us what a month and a half ago maybe two months ago and obviously he 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 didn't have a club so he's it's sort of been hard for him obviously trying to get it fit over the summer but you can only get fit as as much as you know you can but without playing a game so he's sort of it's almost like a pre-season for him but he's he's been he's been decent um you know pulled that one out of the bag last night but again he just he hasn't really had the the service into him so far but um i think he's he's been okay but he can only do sort of so much, you know, he's 35 in what, uh, just over a week, you know, it's sort of hard, you know, Joey likes the experienced players. I think he, he is a good sign. I think the more games he plays, the more he'll, he'll get better and he'll certainly have a lot of confidence after last night. You mentioned uh, John Marquis, a player that we know uh, very well was part of our 2015-16 squad. Um, how's he been doing for you? Yeah, I mean, he started this season off slow, um, like we did. He, he had a brilliant preseason, um, and he first sort of six, seven games, he he was having all these. I mentioned the Barnsley game; he should have had three or four that game, but didn't finish. And then Shrewsbury away, um, he got a goal. Then he scored against Wigan, and then unfortunately he. During the Peterborough game or in training, he he broke his hand and he was meant to be out for sort of a few months, but he's actually come back all of a sudden. Um, but he's only just come back. But yeah, I, I really like Marquis. You know, you'll always get. I remember when he was at that team you had in that fifteen sixteen season was was quality, and 
yeah, he's he's a great player. Obviously not the player back then, sort of what you had him when he was at Donny, but he's still a great player. You know, he'll, he'll work his socks off. He, he's great for the young players in the squad, him being 31 now, I believe. So, yeah, I, I really like him. He is a, for a free signing that we signed last year. Um, he's He's been really good. Let's talk about Saturday then. Um, what what are your expectations going into this game? Um, it's obviously at your place, you're at home. You'll be looking to get back on track after that draw against uh, Stevenage on Tuesday night. Um, yeah, how, how are you feeling ahead of the game? Um, I want to say confident. I sort of am a little bit, but then... There's also that thing in the back of my mind where, you know, I've I've, I've seen um, a little bit of Northampton this season. I've I've heard a lot of good things as well. Um, and if you, if you're looking, if you're a stats man, and and then you look at the results, a lot of your games that you've played has, have been very close. Um, I think there's what six six of the seven losses have been by one goal that you've had, and yeah, it's, I mean, usually. Touch wood, you know, our record is probably one of the best against Northampton. Um, and our home form has been one positive this season. We've only lost the once at home. Um, you know, we've got three draws in there, two wins, um, two wins and two draws in the last four games, four unbeaten at home. So hopefully this is the time that we can kickstart our season because, you know, after you, we've got uh, Reading, Carlisle Fleetwood, you know, that's the time now. And hopefully we can win on, on Saturday. But I don't know if we play like we did Tuesday night um, and we let, say, Sam Hoskins have the chances that Stevenish did, you know, we'll we'll lose. So hopefully we can play a lot better than we did and, yeah, have more chances because we only had two shots on target um, on Tuesday night, which isn't good enough. So um, I'm hoping for a good game. And a win, hopefully. Do you think there's going to be a bit of needle between the two sets of fans? I mean, I know that we'll be going there, I'd say in our numbers, but you don't want to give us many because you haven't got enough room because you've uh, knocked down your, your away stand without having planning permission for the new one to go up, you silly billies. So yeah. uh, we've got not that many that we'd normally bring, I don't think, and especially for this particular game. I, I know that an awful lot of Cobblers fans were looking at this. It's weird, actually. There was actually... There's there's two sets of Cobblers fans here, or, or Cobblers fans are two sets of thinking. So some of them are like, I'm not going. I'm not giving any money to that football club. Absolutely no way. And then there's others that are like, well, this is our chance. Let's let... You know, there's a bit of a you know, right, there's a bit more riding on this than just three points. So therefore, we want to go and we want to, you know, get behind the boys and be as loud as we can. Do, do you think it's going to be, you know, I mean, Bristol Rovers media team have been very um, savvy in the past with their banter, um, let's call it that. I mean, it looks a bit sad from where I sit, but then I would do. I'm biased in that way. Um, do, do you think Bristol Rovers as a club and, and also then as a fan base, we'll be sort of trying to give it some before the game and in the build-up? I mean, yeah, you, you you know, you probably will see that, but I just, I just want to just let the, let us do the talking on the pitch. I don't want to go, 
and I don't, you know, f- obviously fans can have their own opinions and do what they want, and you know, you know, because um, there will be, like you said, especially that that season, you know, winning seven nil and you know the animosity and stuff it caused. You know, um, there will be, you know, hopefully our media team don't do anything stupid because you know, like you said, it's been happened quite a lot, and yeah, it's a bit of a a nightmare really. But I just want to do the talking on the pitch and. Yeah, not really have to worry about, you know, that's in the past now. I've I've not really got, you know, nothing, I've not got nothing against Northampton. I just want us to, to go there and get three points and not, if you're going to tweet or put anything, you know, that's a bit mad, then do it after the game. So we don't, you know, look like a pair of lemons if we go and lose. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um an interesting question we like to try always ask of our uh, opposition fans this season is if you were giving the cobblers team talk in the build up to this match and and obviously just before um we kick off um what are you saying to them that will help them beat bristol rovers to be fair if i was to say one thing and yeah to to sort of give you a a reason obviously I think it's pretty easy, really. Um, I, I, if I was an opposition fan, I would, I would love to just and it's and it's one simple thing. All you got to do is sit sit back and and counter attack because we cannot we cannot break down low blocks. When a team, if that's why usually, um, even last season for the majority of the games when we were, we were on our good run, and even this season, the better teams that are higher up in the league. And come out and play attacking football. We do well against, you know, Barnsley mixed it with them. Charlton beat them. Pompey probably should have beat them. Um, but then when sort of you know Cambridge, even though they were high at the time in the league, I think they were like third when we played them and lost to them. Um, they just low blocked and we didn't have a clue. We 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 don't we don't. That's what a lot of people get annoyed about with Barton is he doesn't doesn't have a plan B we always struggle against low block teams so if you come and sit behind the ball you know have Hoskins up there to counter attack or Pinnock or you know I would say Barry but he's suspended isn't he I think um Mm. so yeah just sit back and counter that's all you got to do and you you got a good chance brilliant Charlie thanks for that um very quickly before I ask you for a prediction um the cobbler fans that are taking the time to to travel down, um, where should they go before to get their food and beverage order in? Is there a fan village at the memorial, or is it just local pubs? Um, I'm not. To be fair, the best thing I would recommend is uh, a pub called the Annex. It's sort of linked with another pub called the Sportsman, which is about five ten minute walk i'd probably say that's the best i don't i'm pretty sure our main sort of bar at the mem they don't let away fans in i'm not sure if they've got another one in the away end they did have last season but they sort of because of the new stand i don't think it's it's there so i i would recommend the annex or the sportsman they're really good good valuable you know prices for food and drink so yeah i'd recommend there fab thanks very much charlie okay very quickly then a prediction uh, for this weekend's game. I'll, I'll go with mine first. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go confident. I, I, I think that we showed a little bit more on Tuesday night against Leighton Orient. Um, don't really have the time to go into 
all of the details uh, about that now. But um, I think if if we'd have kept it at eleven v eleven, and Kieran Barry hadn't been a, a very silly boy and uh, apparently gone to, I don't think he did connect from what I am hearing. But uh, he 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 basically did the motion of a headbutt, uh, even if he didn't actually go to land one in the end. Um, but the rule is that you show intent, then you are gone, and uh, rightly so. I think if he stayed on the pitch and we'd kept 11 v 11, I think we'd have won it in the end. Probably, I reckon, 3-1. I reckon we'd have got a third goal and that would have killed the game. Anyway, therefore, I think confidence will be up. Certainly, you know, we've played better than we did in the first 20 minutes against Bolton on Saturday. Um, so I'm going... I'm going to be confident. I'm going to, I'm going to say we'll win 2-1. And I think part of the reason why we'll win is is because of that needle. There'll be a little bit from our our side of it, there'll be a little bit of an element of wanting it more, let's just say I think. Um especially seeing as that there's so many of the the players that are still there at the club from from back then on that final day. Um Charlie, your your prediction? Well, I know the last time we played you, there was only one goal in it, but usually there's been a lot of goals um, between us. Um, people listen to this thinking, God, he must be mad, the form they've been on recently. But because it's at home, for one, hopefully we can make it five unbeaten, get our third win in, three, uh, third win in five. Sorry, I'm going to say 3-1. Mm-hmm. Uh, 3-1 to Rovers. Yeah, I, I, but I think, I think you'll go 1-0 up. Like you did the the last last that last time we played you in League Two, I think Hoskins put you one nil up and we beat you two one. But yeah, I'm going to say three one, Rovers. Fabulous! Thanks for joining us, Charlie. Um, it, it's been a pleasure having you on uh, the Talking Gas podcast. It's available on YouTube and it'll be up on podcast platforms as soon as it can be. Um, thanks so much for coming on, Charlie. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thanks for that and. Thanks so much for you guys for listening. Um, Good luck to the Cobblers this weekend. And of course, to NTFC Women as well, who host Derby County this weekend in the FAWNL Plate competition. That's a 2pm kickoff at the Fernabau. You can tell Daddy wrote this, can't you? The Fernabau Stadium, aka Fernie Fields. So get on down if you can. We'll be back on Tuesday with all our reaction to the weekend games. We'll see you then. Come on, Cobblers. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.